Well, Andy, I got your letters about how you were sad that there was no more Ring of Endless Light in your life. Why did they give up their hands? Well, exactly. When will we find out? But, Andy, good news. You can get yourself some sweet merch inspired by the Mum Can't Cook episode on A Ring of Endless Light. Ah, great. Yeah, it is great. What what is it? my God, this merch. It's so beautiful. It is the most early noughties aesthetic it yes. is it is an airbrushed dolphin design, and it says, why did they give up their hands? Folks, if we could have had a chip in each item of merch that played Enya when you pressed it, we yeah. would have done. We would have done. But logistically, it was just not going to work. We asked Teespring, and they massively kicked off about it. They informed yeah. Enya's people, and it became a, it became a, a, a legal quagmire, frankly. Yeah. But Enya was en- Enya was hanging out by your bins, wasn't she? In a kind of a slightly threatening manner. Yeah, I think Enya just has a sixth sense for when someone might be about to use her music illegally. Um, yeah, and yeah. there's no law against hanging out by the bins, but you know. Yeah, so go to momcantcookstore.com. Trust me, if you haven't seen this design already on our Instagram, you have to see it in real life. And you can get it on t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts. You can get it on notebooks, a beautiful die cut sticker for your laptop and and a bum bag slash fanny pack, depending That's on right. how you prefer to call that thing that thing. I will be getting a notebook and I'll be filling it with my poetry. Oh, it's brilliant. Gonna be, it's oh, gonna lovely. Be oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Okay, right. Merch push is done. On with the episode. I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X, plays with a leprechaun, who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister, don't come hungry, because I'll bet my mom can't Hello everyone and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a decom podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Farrant, and if I had one wish, it would be for Luke to introduce himself now. Oh, oh my gosh, wish granted. Um, Hello, it's me, the other of the hosts, Luke Westaway. Wow, Andy, that was an even worse wish than... No, 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 actually, it wasn't a worse wish than the wish that is wished in You Wish. In You You Wish, which is the film that we're talking about this week, which is from uh, the year 2003... And apparently based on Jackie French Collar's 1991 novel, If I Had One Wish. Did you know that, Luke? I didn't know that. Um, wow, the second one in a row that we've done that's, that's based on a work of, of literature. Yeah, maybe we can move into the arts and literature uh, category on uh, on iTunes and we won't keep getting our asses kicked by Kermode and Mayo. Kermode and Mayo, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, they'll get wind of it and they'll just start doing poems or something and immediately yeah, rocket up the charts. With their damn them, damn them, warm, amiable patter. Hate it. Why can't we be that warm and amiable? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, th- so this film, one thing I'll say before we start, is it's set in America, but it's very obviously filmed in New Zealand. Very and obviously. There are several establishing sh- establishing shots of the city where you can see the Auckland Sky Tower <laughs> that they just left in this movie. <laughs> so that's just an early observation about this one. Yeah, it is. Well, anyway, look, Disney thinks that you're going to enjoy it. Disney hopes and prays you're going to enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And here's their best foot forward. It's the promo for the movie from back in the day. Friday, January 10th, Alex Lansing made a wish for his life to be perfect, and he got it. The cheerleader girlfriend, the football hero, the big man on campus. But now, the trouble is just beginning. You wished on a magic coin, he was your little brother, and we're all in an alternate reality. Exactly. There is a semi-non-existent human life at stake here. Which is me in another dimension. Okay, cool. Ah! 
You Wish, a brand new Disney Channel original movie starring Evan Stevens, A.J. Tron. I just want my life back. There's got to be a way. Lizzie McGuire's Lelaine. I think you're the kind of major pop star jock, and you think that the whole solar system revolves around you. And the Santa Claus 2 Spencer Breslin. Wow, real life is way weirder than show business. You Wish opens Friday, January 10th at 8, 7 central, only on Disney Channel. So my single observation about this film before we kind of get into the plot of it, is that I think this film actually succeeds quite a lot in its setup. I think it does a lot of nice, careful setup, good yep. character work, and mm-hmm. then wastes it so spectacularly <laughs> on the single most ludicrous plot <laughs> you could possibly dream of. Yeah. These yeah, characters right. deserve a different plot. <laughs> there, are some, there are some good performances in this film and some likeable characters. Yeah, it's right. It's just, yeah, why are they in the film about uh, a magic coin? It's a good question. Well, let's let's kick things off. So yeah. we open on an obvious nerd playing super soakers with their brother. For some reason, yep. the music in the background of this scene is playing like cool guy guitar embellishments, even though this is clearly an unpopular child. This guy yeah. and his brother, they're using radios to communicate. They've got call signs. Dog man to rabbit's foot, says the, <laughs> the older one. I want you to report the enemy location. And then the younger brother says, I don't know. And then... He chastises his brother Stevie for he because his job was to keep track of their enemies. Mm. And they're about to burst out from behind a tree when some other kids that they could clearly have seen run up to them <laughs> uh, and super soaker them with a kind of viscous blue liquid. <laughs> some sort of acid. Yeah. But they don't they don't mind. They're just sort of laughing and roughhousing. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is all your fault, says Alex, who is the elder brother, to Stevie, yes. who is the younger brother. But we then he in- goes, ah, and tickles him. So he's, you know, he's nice. Yeah, we are introduced to Alex and Stevie, older brother, younger brother. And they have this uh, relationship. We, we've already we've already seen uh, Stevie failing to do good military and as a result yep. getting his team slaughtered. Um, yep. But Alex doesn't mind because he's a good older brother. And although Stevie is irritating, he seems to sort of be tolerating him. We also meet their friends as well. Yep, Abby. And Abby, is, of course. Is the girl. And, and James. James, the boy. Abby and yep. James. Yeah, so they're on. Uh, Alex is on rollerblades. Um, Will you teach me how to skate? Says Stevie. Um, sure thing, Stevie. Says Alex. Uh, the girl Abby and him sort of flirt a bit, and then James says, "Don't forget, Alex. Next weekend we're going to Larry's Rockin' Coin World, and on Sunday there's that coin expo. Okay. Cool, cool." Says Alex. <laughs> yeah. Later. This is cool, everyone. Just so you're aware. Just so you're Collecting aware. Collecting coins is cool. Collecting coins is cool. They're just normal kids who love coins. Yeah, yeah. You know, the kids, um, they like to go down to the park and rollerblade, and then when they get back, they really get into going through their folios of, of coins. We forget in our cashless society how <laughs> how much time we used to spend lovingly going through our well-preserved collections of yeah. old coins, Roman of pre, coins. Pre-Cambrian coins yeah exactly that we've, uh, we bought from a, a coin expo um, you know when uh, you go you know when you can tell you can tell the coin expo is in town because all the coolest people are out they're on the train heading to the expo I mean, don't, like, don't even try to get downtown don't hope yeah. you're not oh. hope you're not booking a hotel Please. not on not on coin expo weekend i see those trains going past and i'm, I'm like it's either london fashion week or the coin expo <laughs> is in town <laughs> it's either the cool kids con <laughs> Or Coin Expo. Um, So this is a sort of a a premise that the film expects you to sort of accept unquestioningly that that these kids think that coins are really cool. Yeah. It's just the most preposterous thing they could possibly be into. (laughs) It's more preposterous than, well, what else have we had? 
close-up magic. It's more preposterous <laughs> than skateboarding. It's more preposterous than yo-yos. This is the furthest Dis- the Disney Channel has stretched credulity in terms of what it's what it's a thing that kids can be into. This is what happens when you let white men in their late fifties write teenage characters. <laughs> What are, I assume kids like coins. Coin collecting. And- <laughs> also, this film makes an early blunder in introducing it. Like it promises you Larry's rocking coin world and <laughs> the coin expo. I'm just going to tell you now. They don't go to the coin expo. I was so no. excited to see a coin expo. Larry's no. rocking coin world. They get there. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Larry's rocking coin world features heavily. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But there's no that. coin expo. So... Anyway, that covers the first 20 seconds of this yeah. film. <laughs> Sorry, we better speed this up. So Alex goes home with his brother Stevie. They're inseparable. Apparently the parents say there's a pet adoption event at the park. Um, and we talked about getting a pet. So they're like, yes, um, Alex wants a dog. Stevie wants a rabbit. They sort of rough house. Um, and then we cut to the pet, the pet expo. Uh, Alex, the pet expo. I, I guess he's <laughs> gonna get out of there quick because coin expo setting up yeah it's know. moving in um yeah so there's a bounce house uh, alex is looking at the birds and then he sees a bulldog and he's sort of he's loving this bulldog yeah uh, he goes over to the family he's like i found an awesome dog and then stevie like <laughs> screams no this is way cooler and the whole family sort of looks upset and it, then it cuts to them uh with a turkey wearing some kind of bondage harness <laughs> <laughs> to be fair a turkey wearing a bondage harness is cool. <laughs> that is that is cool. A turkey, not a good pet. A no. turkey that's always wearing a bondage harness. A lot more interesting. I don't think turkeys really are considered pets at all, are they? Um, no, I don't think if so. If you went to a, like a pet show where they were like adopt these pets, I don't. I think you would be unlikely to find a turkey. Yeah, and if you did find a turkey, you would be asking serious questions about the pet expo. Yeah, unless actually, unless the turkey was wearing a bondage harness, and then it was sort of clear it was a sex thing. Yes. Oh, we've accidentally gone to the sex pet expo. The sex pet expo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sex pet expo 23. What is it? Been a year already. <laughs> when I see those trains coming in. <laughs> okay. So they get a turkey. This is another indication that Stevie, the little brother, always gets his way. And Alex mm-hmm. doesn't get what he wants, even though what he wanted was a big, horrible dog. Suddenly, yeah. some jocks approach from nowhere. So yes, Stevie the, local, just, yeah. the local football toughs turn yeah, the, up. Alex knows that the turkey is a weakness, and he'll have yes. to play this just right to come out on top. Hey, hey, Lansing found someone he can beat off the line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that thing? Besides, ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the turkey, a big stupid... My brother's a better football player than you'll ever be, Gary. Oh, yeah? Then how come he spends most of his time on his butt? Yeah, you want to mess with us? (laughs) Stevie, why don't you go home, okay? That was, like, so brave. You get a reward. (laughs) (laughs) Stevie stitches up his big brother, Alex, and gets Alex... Um, bullied, but again, important to note that actually, what Stevie is doing, he's he's trying to be nice. He's trying to stand up for his big brother. 
He just does a poor job of it because he's yeah, small. But the result is that Alex does get a pizza slammed on his head by his own teammates on the football team. Because he is on the football team. He's just not very good at football. He spends yeah. most of his time on the bench. It is absolutely wild that they smash an entire pizza on Alex's head. They don't have any other pizzas. That's There's the pizza no, yeah, for the team. It's the one pizza. They're That's walking their dinner. Up, they walk up with one pizza... And impulsively smash it on Alex's head and yeah. walk off laughing. But there must be at least two or three jocks in that pack thinking like, okay, I guess we're not having I pizza was, then. I was really looking forward to that pizza. Yeah, I'm hungry. It's Alex's, <laughs> yeah, it's on Alex's head now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not like the most satisfying food to smash over someone's head either because it just sort of, the cheese layer comes off in one piece and then falls off his head. There's a running thing in this movie about the jocks, just like the gang of jocks just sort of physically punishing food. Um, yeah I, oh god there's that really weird scene later where they punch sandwiches yeah they've just all yeah. got hamburgers and they're just like wailing on them in their fists it's again bizarre. a, a 58 year old decom writer in his <laughs> in his office tearing his hair out trying to think of what young people the might jocks, do they've just spilled out of the milk bar they're off to yeah. they're off to race their cars <laughs> they're hot rods race their hot rods but first they just bought a malted a malted for their best girl <laughs> for five cents <laughs> no, they just pound some hamburgers in I their guess fists. Pounds, pound sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, Alex says in voiceover that wasn't the first time that Stevie messed me up. Then we get a montage uh, of all the past times where baby Stevie, young Stevie, has, has has put Alex at a disadvantage. We we see baby Stevie puking on Alex in this kind of cutesy VHS home movies footage. Yeah, um, with malice aforethought. Uh, then we see Alex on rollerblades making the first basket he ever made in basketball, but his dad missed out uh, on getting it on camera because behind him, Stevie was taking his first steps with malice aforethought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your first steps is legit more special than <laughs> than you doing a well doing a rollerblade dunk. I don't think so. Oh, I didn't know it was rollerblading. Yeah, he's on blades and dunking. Okay, that is actually more special. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Alex um, says that he can't help but feel that Stevie, his little brother, is quote wrecking his life yes. but things are about to get much worse because those trans transgressions you could forgive but now alex walks into his bedroom to find stevie touching his coins just before that i wanted to um i wanted to say that the turkey is in the house now um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah that's right the turkey's moved in yeah the turkey's moved into the house uh and then the turkey gobbles and does a fart and then the dad wonders aloud if it will die soon <laughs> so <laughs> So, yes, Alex suspects that Stevie is up to no good because they're eating guacamole and, quote, Stevie isn't here to hog it. Mm. So he runs upstairs mm. and finds Stevie in Alex's room messing with his cool guy Find, coin collection. Finds his little hands all over his coins. I knew it, Stevie. What did I tell you you never, ever touch? Your skates, your biking, your coin collection. And is there any reason why you should not get severe and excruciating punishment right now? Better stop. Gonna yell. No, no, no yelling, Stevie. Just sit down, okay? Sit down. I'm only going to say this once, all right? My room is my room, and my stuff is my stuff, and you need to keep your hands totally off of it unless I say. He says, my room is my room, and my stuff is my stuff. I have a life, and when you grow up, you can have one. But until then, you're just a little kid. To which Stevie replies, ow, Dad, Alex is hurting me. <laughs> A genius play from Stevie yeah. that works like a charm because dad sort of lazily breezes past and is like, Alex, stop pulling your brother's arms off or whatever he's yeah. claiming you're doing. Um, so Alex bans Stevie from his room for two weeks and then Stevie looks sad and sort of shakes his head as if he has been wronged somehow. Yeah. Um, he touched he... his coins. I'm sorry, yeah. Stevie. 
You're lucky Sorry. to be alive. Yes. <laughs> so we cut to Alex watching a, a, a mummy movie in his room and he's yeah. sort of laughing. Round the corner of his bedroom door comes a small mirror on a little toy hand. <laughs> like, so Stevie, is, this is when you say when you say the things that are happening. <laughs> it sounds very odd. Yeah, it's like you know how a SWAT team will have a mirror on a stick that they'll use to sort of check into a room before they go in. Before they throw he's, a flashbang in, yeah. Yeah, he's doing that with a, a mirror and, and a, a sort little, of little, little, little doll hand. toy hand, doll extendable hand. doll hand. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's Stevie using the mirror to spy uh, on the TV because Stevie is sad that he's been banned from the room. Alex uh, is a big softie and is like, He oh, relents. Fine, yeah. come on then, Stevie. And they come in. Stevie watches the monster movie. Um, yeah, the, these kids are sweet. It's a nice yeah. sibling relationship. Alex is nice. Alex is nice. Stevie is extremely annoying. Yeah, but, you know, little sibling, like not, isn't it? It's not, you know, it's not the actor. No, no, of course, no, no. But I can't bear to look at him. <laughs> oh, I well, bad luck, Andy. <laughs> bad luck, you're going to um, have to see a lot more of Stevie. Yeah, so the um, uh, the dad is like, oh, Alex, I may be a bit late for your game. And Alex is like, oh, you'll, you'll miss my best bench warming. So it's sort of clear that he's not very good at yeah. football. The mum says... Um, oh, I wish we could have sent him to football camp. And the dad's like, well, we can't afford it, you see, because of all these children we have. Two. Sort of foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing yeah. there. Alex and Stevie are in the backyard tossing the old pigskin around. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're not going to cheer for me, are you, Stevie? Yeah. Um, because I don't want you to. It's it's embarrassing. But then Stevie doesn't throw the ball back. And <laughs> Alex is like, hang on, why are you standing behind that hamper? And then Stevie guiltily shuffles around and he's wearing Alex's skates, the ultimate betrayal. And and worse, he's got jelly on them. I didn't touch your skates, says Stevie, who is Wh wearing who the skates. Who is wearing the skates? <laughs> and has somehow got jelly all over them. <laughs> but um, so Stevie screams again and runs to his parents who yep. bollock Alex for this. Yep. Alex, lay off your brother. Mom, he got jelly on my skates. <sighs> Oh, and listen, next weekend, you have to babysit. No, Mom, I'm going to the mall with James. Well, then take Stevie with you. No arguments. So now he has to take Stevie with him to the cool guy coin shop. Oh, nightmare, nightmare. So, again, 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 non-stop, Stevie is negatively impacting Alex's life. Yeah. So Alex is whining about this in the garden to his friend James. Uh, his friend James reminds Alex you basically care about him a lot. Uh, just pointing out, um, I think you kind of love your brother. And Alex is like, yeah, I do love my brother. He's just... I'm just I just want to complain about him a bit. I yeah, just I, just want want to have, I, just, I just need to vent. I just need to yeah. vent. Um, so now we cut to the football game. Um, this scene feels a lot, I think, like it's going mm. to be revealed to be a nightmare. Mm. You know, well, that's that's Marnie's influence on you now. You're too afraid yes. to take anything at face value. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Marnie walked into <laughs> shot in this movie and was like slapped you in the face. You clown. You clown. Get real. Clown. <laughs> so, yeah, this it has that kind of like surreal quality. Like you're sure that Alex is just going to sort of like uh, wake up any moment and go, oh, yeah. that was a nightmare. But or like a, a backwards talking man will sort of like dance into the room and tell yeah. you the gum you like is going to come back in style <laughs> but it, but yeah it's not like that so so this is what happens so he's warming the bench as per but then who wanders over to him it's a it's a cheerleader who he has a crush on yeah fiona she says you're you're alex right and he's sort of like yeah yeah i am fiona and she's like 
That is so sad. And she points at Stevie in the crowd, who is leading a cheering section, saying, go, Alex, go. That is so sad. Bench warmer. And then famous bench warmer Alex is put into the game. He, yeah. You know, the coach is like, oh, get in there, Alex. He um, backs into the cheerleader, Fiona, who face plants into the mud. Yeah. Everyone sort of points and laughs at her in a very dream sequency way. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, like rock music starts playing, Stevie is cheering, and then Alex gets immediately sacked. You're like, and here comes the wake up. Yeah. Oh no, that that just did happen. It's like the opposite of Quince. It's like things yes. you think didn't happen actually did. Yes. You're waiting for Marnie, but Marnie never comes. The next scene is much the same because um, Alex is in class with his friend Abby, and she says, "Don't worry about the game. Um, I've got an idea for our next project. Let's do something about Edison and Tesla." Do you know how Tesla was a reincarnation of that guy from Atlantis who invented those power beams? Yeah. You know the part about Tesla being the reincarnation of that guy from Atlantis who invented those power beams? Okay, stop the podcast. Okay, right. This is the sure. this is the rest of the podcast. I <laughs> the familiarity that she <laughs> assumes you no, have with this. Nowhere previously concept. has Atlantis been mentioned. Has Tesla <laughs> been mentioned? Power beams, uh, like, <laughs> and power beams is said like capital P, capital B. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I googled this. I I tried. Sorry, what did what exactly did you Google? I Tesla <laughs> reincarnation, Atlantis. <laughs> Power beams. I, well, the first thing I did was Google exactly what she says, which word okay. for word is, you know, the part about Tesla being the reincarnation of that guy from Atlantis who invented those power beams. So I was, so I Googled Atlantis power beams, nothing. I thought right. maybe, maybe, maybe it's a sort of sly nod to, um, to like the Disney Atlantis, which I don't remember very well. So I thought maybe there's something in that. Oh, but okay. no, what I think it is, is is Googling around like Tesla and power. Some people, well, conspiracy theorists <laughs> okay. seem to believe that Tesla was fascinated with the pyramids and believed that they held like a, a source of, of great power. So I think maybe the writers uh, uh, basically are, are just trying to sort of paint Abby as a bit of a conspiracy theorist and have like taken this sort of Tesla idea and sort of swapped ancient Egypt for Atlantis? Atlantis, the fictional city. I did not find anything about power beams in my research, so I don't know where that's coming from. This is the first sort of bit of characterization of the character of Abby that we have as well. So yes. she's just she's just a conspiracy theorist who's throwing out this wild stuff about Atlantis at school. I guess so. I Yeah. I mean, because of this, Alex is sort of glazed over and he sees Fiona, the cheerleader that he knocked into the mud, drops a bit of paper. So he sprints over to get it. You imagine he... how big a crush you would have to have on someone to phase out while someone says that sentence to you. Yeah. I mean, it would be all I could think about for the rest of the day, I think. It's, yeah, it's all I can think about now. Yes. <laughs> it's days since I saw this film. But um, yeah, he apologises for last weekend. Uh, Hope I didn't hurt you, he says. And uh, Fiona replies, huh like you could hurt me and then he's sort of all sad about that and then abby says hey sometimes you really like somebody and they don't even know you're alive i can relate it's clear that abby has a big crush on alex also tesla is an atlantean and also tesla is <laughs> a reincarnation of the power beams you know the power beams guy from atlantis don't need to f explain that any further alex is uh, at, at lunch with his friends um he's he's complaining that that gary who's the kind of like football 
uh, captain of the football team. He's saying like uh, head jock. Gary's life is perfect. Alex complains. Mm. Um, Abby mm. asks if he wants to go. Uh, if Alex wants to go skating, um, and Alex turns her down. He says it's because he's going to Coin World. <laughs> But that can't be true. He's a teenager. <laughs> but that can't be right. Um, and then, but then later, when Abby's gone, he tells James that he's actually rebuffing Abby's advances because he wants to be cool like Gary. Uh, yeah. And Abby and is Abby, not cool. She's not cool. She, she is, is an nerd. Atlantean conspiracy theorist. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's been banned from like thirty subreddits. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean. If you're willing to go to the lengths of, like, not going on a date with Abby to be cool like Gary, maybe also it's time to stop coin collecting, because like, <laughs> I, I, I can think of one <laughs> significant way you can stop being cooler. I know one easy thing you can quickly rule out. <laughs> it's to stop going to f***ing coin world. La- Larry's rocking coin. Also, also, to be clear, that's Larry's rocking R-O-C-K-I-N apostrophe coin world. Because Larry, <laughs> rightfully, having founded Larry's Coin World, realised I'm going to need to source this up considerably. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a business. It would be less appropriate to put Rockin' in front <laughs> rockin'. of Larry's, an antique coin shop. Larry's Rockin' Funerals. <laughs> Larry's Rockin' Tax Account. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. Okay. Um, so, anyway... Stop everything because the next scene does indeed feature Larry's rocking coin world because it, it, uh, Alex has to take Stevie to the mall. As oh my God, this parents. is the most awesome 90s mall. Oh, it's beautiful. I've ever seen. The lifts, the elevators in this mall are, are shaped like rocket ships. Oh, uh, the, awesome. the escalators all have neon trim on the handrails. You know, um, Pizza Planet in Toy Story. Yes. Like the whole, the whole shopping centre is that aesthetic. It's so cool. It's so... Why do we not make malls like this anymore? I know. And awesome. how, how can Larry afford the rent in this yeah, big-ass mall? <laughs> yeah um but yeah so he, they're there james and alex um obviously stevie is tagged along but alex has five bucks worth of quarters for stevie uh, so he can neutralize him in the video arcade yes uh, stevie is sat weirdly on a bench outside of larry's rockin coin world uh, and uh, the eponymous larry walks up carrying boxes but he slips on a french fry and stevie sort of runs over and helps steady him and he, he like, saves larry he like smashes through a load of furniture it's like a pretty spectacular fall yeah, yeah, but Stevie saves him, so... Yeah, Alex and James rock up at this point. Um, they they know Larry by name. Yeah. <laughs> they know fam- uh, And Larry knows them as well. They're excited to see Larry's new shipment of Romans. Yeah, um, um, this is one terrific little be. kid, says Larry. Yeah. Um, pointing at Stevie, who acknowledges the praise with a modest tip of his head. Mm-hmm. And um, to say thank you, Larry gives Stevie a mysterious coin. Mm. And the music goes all music-y. How about this? What is it? Well, it's a trippy little coin, and it's good for one wish. It is? Well, that's what I heard. Anyway, be very careful with it. Do something, oh, I don't know, do something big with it. If I had a coin that I believed was good for one wish, I would do a wish and see Mm. if it came true. (laughs) I would wish that my coin store was successful, maybe, had more customers... Or maybe that I didn't have to run a coin store anymore and I had was independently wealthy. Larry does not give off the vibes of someone who's had a wish come true. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so the coin that he gives him, um, it's a Greek 
coin with an owl on it. Um, mm. We find out later it's a, a tetradrach from about 450 BC. Sure. So I looked this up on eBay, oh, how oh, much oh. these go for. Okay. Um, there's one listed currently on eBay for uh, £1,200. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's given, <laughs> he's given Stevie... Larry! About the rent, fi- Larry! A $1,500 coin. The rent! Larry, I can't... The business is failing. Is you're handing out four-figure coins to children. <laughs> children who save you from slipping on French fries. <laughs> oh, my God, that's he amazing. He slips on, slips on six or seven French fries a day. Yeah. <laughs> really going through it. So Alex and James are sort of, you know... I mean, what's the most they're going to be spending on a coin? You know, they're, they're like $10? teenagers. $15, yeah. yeah, for a Roman. Meanwhile, Larry's like, here, Steve, I'll give, I've just given your brother... but wow so to keep um stevie busy while they peruse the incredible wares at larry's rocking coin world um alex has purchased what looks like about 25 bags of french fries which he's given him to eat (laughs) so uh stevie it we cut back and stevie has eaten all 25 bags of french fries but his bro is still in inside talking coins and then suddenly Stevie vanishes. Um, so he's gone from Larry's rocking coin world. But he is at the arcade playing pinball. He, he's played a lot of pinball. He's run out of quarters. And he's just about to put the Roman coin in the machine <laughs> to pay for another game of pinball. When the echoing voice of Larry rings through his head and says, do something big with it. And so yeah, he does yeah, it. Get a big high score. That's what I'll do with yeah. it. Yeah. We cut back to Alex and James at the coin shop and they are just loving the coin action on display. Yeah, they are, they are man. They are just rifling, rifling greedily, yeah. hungrily through these reams and reams these incredible of Romans. Romans. Um, uh, incredibly, they look at the time and realise it's 6pm. They have lost hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Wrap it up, guys, says Larry. I've got to close. How long have they been there? They were there when he opened <laughs> and now been... he's closing. Well, how many hours is it from nine until six? That's, nine hours. That's... <laughs> They've spent nine hours going through coins. Nine hours roaming, going through these Romans. Yeah, and anyway, um, so uh, sort of snapping out of his coin reverie, uh, Alex realises that he's lost Stevie, which is yeah. bad. So he commences a frantic search uh, through the mall. Yeah, he's um, grabbing small boys in similar outfits. Yeah, um, it's like it's like the start of heavy rain. Yeah, he's um, running around. Uh, Ethan. Meanwhile, Stevie finds a security guard. Um, the security guard calls mom, and wouldn't you know it, the parents aren't too happy that Alex lost his brother in a coin reverie, and yeah. Alex is grounded. <laughs> he is told no more skating or coin world. You're grounded for a month. What? No more coin world. You come right home after school. And we're taking away your skates. You're getting a flight, my friend. This was a major setback in the responsibility department. Well, Stevie didn't have to rat me out. Look, I told him to wait on the bench, okay? Oh, so this is all Stevie's fault. He's 10 years old, Alex. He was alone and scared. I wasn't scared. He knows he shouldn't have run off, and he's being punished too. Oh, no TV for a day? Yeah, big deal, Dad. We're running late. Bedtime, Stevie. Alex, too. What? It's 8.30. 8.25 by my watch. And tomorrow morning, you start garage cleanup. <laughs> he's, he's grounded for a month. And the cruelest cut. <laughs> no more coin world. No! <laughs> no, anything. Yeah. So, later in his bedroom, 
Alex is sulking. Why don't you just ruin my entire life, he says to Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Even though, I mean, this was on him for getting lost in the coin referee. <laughs> hey, look, you know how I mean, it is. We've, we've all been there. We've all been but there. You've, you've got to know your limits. Oh, and boy. To... Those wild weekends. Browsing yeah. Romans. You're just browsing those Romans and you wake up. It's well, Monday morning. You wake up, you, you have a thick beard. Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> yeah, you're covered in those Precambrians. So a note is pushed under Alex's door. It says, um, Dear Alex, sorry, uh, here's a coin. You can make one wish. It's from Stevie. So Stevie is giving Alex his magic wish coin. <laughs> so the note that gets slid under the door, it contains the coin. And, and it says in the shaky handwriting of a much, much younger child. <laughs> Looks like it was written by a four-year-old. It says, Dear Alex, sorry, here is a coin the guy in the mall gave me. You can make one wish. <laughs> okay. The first thing I'd do receiving this note is open the door, go find Stevie and said, sorry, who's the man in the mall who, gives you, who gave you a coin? Because <laughs> he doesn't say it's Larry. He just says the guy no, in the mall. The guy in the mall. But um, Alex doesn't do that. Um, instead, he looks at the coin. He thinks for a second. One wish. Right now, I wish I didn't have a little brother. He turns out the light, the coin spins on its edge, and it lands. Now, Stevie probably wouldn't have given Alex the coin if he'd known he was going to be deleted. <laughs> deleted from existence <laughs> with its powerful magics. <laughs> but that is exactly what's happened, of course. Finally, quite far into the film. This is what I mean by, like, everything up to this point, I think, is pretty good. Like yeah. they're, they're we are big precisely brother. a third through the film at yeah. this point. The little brother, big brother dynamic is pretty solid and pretty likable. And then yeah. the film just goes absolutely hat stand at this point. So mm. Alex is woken by an alarm clock. He doesn't have an alarm clock. And a stinky yeah. farting dog is on his bed, farting in yeah, his face. Yeah, so a viscous goo dribbles onto his face. He looks up and sees the dog from earlier. Yeah. Um, this dog, like this the dog. turkey, like the turkey, it also farts. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. fun. Even um, in his dream reality. <laughs> <laughs> he has a farting His pet, pet is going to be farting. So oh, he looks some at... things are immutable facts <laughs> across there all There is always possible... a lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> there is always a farting animal. Across all possible universes, your pet will be farting in your face. <laughs> um, he has... So Alex gets up, uh, he looks around his room, he has sports trophies, player of the year, and, and best of all, as well as all these trophies, what's this on his desk? A double eagles coin collection. Yeah, he has a much cooler cool guy coin collection. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. Um, also, he has he has brink hair now. Yes, he now has his cool hair is much hair. nicer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so he you know he goes downstairs. The home is a paradise. There's a drum kit. There's a pinball machine. Dad's downstairs in a yeah air hockey. Dad's in a snappy suit. He's reading the Wall Street Journal. The parents are go getters. Alex doesn't really get it. He's like, oh, I, I I see what's going on. This is a big joke, right? It's Stevie's idea. Yeah. Who's Stevie? Ask the parents. Who is Stevie? What's going on? We're going to work. You're going to school. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Yes, again. What is going on? Well, I was just going to ask you that. Everything's different. We have a dog. I have this incredibly cool coin collection. So is Stevie different? Who is the Stevie? Dad, please don't do this right now, okay? Do what? Alex, Alex goes to look at... Um, Stevie's room. Stevie's bedroom is a gym now. A home yeah, gym. Yeah, a very poorly laid out home gym. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so he runs back downstairs. Like, where all, is... like all home gyms, it's yeah. not used. <laughs> I mean, all the benches are on a diagonal. It's a very poor use of space. It's not important. Sure. Um, <laughs> where is Stevie? He asks his, his mum. Uh, are, you, are you lonely? Do you wish you had a brother? Uh, she asks him. And then uh, the, the penny, haha, drops. And Whoa. Alex says, oh man, that coin. And then he's sort of dashing around the house. And then on the TV, the announcer says, Coming up soon, we're going to meet the star of a hit new TV show called Where's Stevie? His name is Terence Russell McCormick. So, what's the most fun about working on Where's Stevie? Um, probably hanging out with Peter Michael Morse. He's really the brother that I never had. Alex, why are you hanging on to the television? It's Stevie. Yeah, Terence Russell McCormick. He's so cute. Uh, no, it's, it's not Terence somebody. It's Stevie. Okay, look, um, honey, your father and I have to go. Stevie in this universe is a big... T- a big TV star, kind of yeah. like a sort of well, kind of like a Disney Channel, TV a Disney star. Channel star, yeah, yeah, yeah like basically. a Hannah Montana or something, yeah, 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 um, or, an, or Elizabeth Maguire. What's the best part of the show? Asks the host. Um, probably hanging out with Peter Michael Moore, says um, Stevie on TV. He's like the brother I never had. Um, I think that whoever wrote this clearly thought that cool teen stars had like three names. Oh, right. Okay. That's why we've got Terence Russell McCormick and Peter Michael Moore. Right. I guess it's like a sort of Zachary Ty Bryan or... Freddie um, Prince Jr. Yep. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Those are the ones. You know, all the heartthrobs. Yeah. All the time. All the ones you're cutting out pictures of in, yeah. your, in the magazine. In the magazines. All the teen heartthrobs. Yeah. Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan. James Earl Jones. <laughs> all the pinups. All the pinups. Edward James Olmos. <laughs> so the parents are here seeing Alex have having what to them surely appears like a fairly significant mental break from reality. Yeah. Because he's he's imagine if a, you know a family member he's just running around the house and he's saying where's Stevie and there is no Stevie and the parents yeah. are like oh. Silly Alex, you're whatever's going on. Anyway, we've got to get off to work. And then you're watching, you're watching yeah. TV, and like then Mario Lopez comes out to present, I don't know, some E Entertainment news, and you're like, that, that's, that's him, that's yeah, my brother, that's my brother. You you wouldn't be like, well, off I go to work, have fun at school. You'd be like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get you the help you need. Especially because like the whole like sort of ridiculous conceit of this film is that in this fantabulous world that like the house is so good and the parents have loads of money and time because mm. they don't have like their attention and their finances are not split between two children but in that situation alex would be getting loads more love and attention you'd think yeah. but but the parents are like way less interested in alex in this universe like they basically all they do is go to work i don't know maybe because stevie is quite a lot younger than alex so maybe they got back to work earlier and yes, could be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very but, possible. This, I, this, really, it's Aaron. just that. It's just that Disney Channel thing of like, what's the bad outcome for your parents? They have careers. They're successful <laughs> they're, and yeah, enjoy, they're, they're enjoy success- their lives. Yeah, they're successful and uh, yeah, personally fulfilled. Yeah, what yeah. could be worse? The weirdest thing about this setup is that... So Stevie is now an actor called Terence Russell McCormick, but he's starring in a television show called Where's Stevie? Yes, which what? is yeah. just a, ba- a baffling choice. Like, if this were the Wishmaster, if this were a Wishmaster film, he would just have Stevie die in a car accident, and that would be <laughs> that would be the sort of ironic <laughs> fulfilment of but, the wish. But you can see why they didn't. Go. You can see why they didn't. But also, I mean, if, yeah. even if you d- you don't want to go down the horror movie Wishmaster route, just sure. Stevie never existed. Yeah, you know that would be what it is. Like Stevie never existed. Not yeah. 
Stevie does exist, but he's a different person and is in a TV show that explicitly references his former personality as your brother. The, the thing that makes this such a problematic concept is that although Stevie now, like, is a different person, uh, yeah. although Stevie now is a different person called Terence, in this universe, Stevie is not Alex's brother, but that means this Stevie has a mother and a father. Yeah, they, they reference... Yeah, this other Stevie's this, mother this and Steve, father. So, so like you know immediately that obviously this film is going to end with everything going back to normal. But because of the way they set up this universe, that can only happen by that by them deleting someone's son now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but also, yeah, he looks to, exactly like he did before. <laughs> with so yeah, they, I mean, it's sort of it's implied that his he doesn't have very attentive parents this terence russell mccormick character but still yeah you know they're taking him out, out of that situation in this reality yeah you're still you're you know like those parents are going to be looking for a magic coin of their own to get their, to get their That's, son back yeah. Yeah. and it's just going to be they're going to be wishing this stevie back and forth between families <laughs> between realities yeah yeah um yes it's bizarre i i wonder if maybe there was a first draft of this script where there was no terence russell mccormack in uh, you know and, yeah, uh, but it was like, well, we've kind of got this like brother actor duo thing on screen, so like we don't want the actor playing Stevie to be not in like two thirds of the, the film. Rest of the film, um, we've already paid him. We've al- so we've already paid him. Yeah, Michael Eisner is like, <laughs> get every minute you can out of these to, actors. We have to give him craft services because he has speaking lines. Yeah, so like you got to get him on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Just film him having lunch and we'll use that. <laughs> Where's the film? <laughs> Air it. <laughs> so anyway. Alex talks to his, his parents about this Terence Russell McCormick. They do a sort of extended who's on first style routine where he's like, where's Stevie? Yeah, that's the name of the show. Yeah. No, but where he's on TV. That's right. Every week and sort of back and forth like that. Yeah. And then the parents are like, ah, oh, we wish we did know that Terence Russell McCormick. He's one lucky kid. And Alex sort of takes this as a cue that like, hey, yeah, Stevie's doing all right. He's rich and famous and I'm an only child. We both lucked out of this deal. So Alex is like, hey, maybe my life is good, actually. And that is definitely reinforced when he goes to school and he drives yeah. to school in his fancy sports car because a dodge viper that. a dodge viper yeah. how much were they spending on stevie <laughs> stevie <laughs> it, hang on a dodge viper is like a two hundred thousand dollar car <laughs> how much was this turkey <laughs> i think settling all the lawsuits from the turkey <laughs> the turkey maulings <laughs> they live in the, but i mean they live in the same house they haven't moved to a nicer house um, despite yeah. their business wealth, so maybe yeah. Yeah. you know they're just banking all the all the money. Mm. Well, it's best not to look too closely at it. So yeah. Anyway, Alex is in school now, and this is a lot like the scene in the other me when um w- when little oh, Lawrence when Tui is yeah, yeah when uh, Tui walks into school and is like the the you um, know the cat's pajamas. So yeah, e- everyone thinks uh, Alex he's a cranking little Bigby. Yeah, he's point. a cranky little. He's a he's yeah all the way to the to the pea. Kick a fable dimension. So, um, uh, the cheerleader Fiona, she comes up and kisses him. So he's dating her. He his nickname in this reality is Bling Bling, <laughs> or, or yeah, or bling. just Bling for short. Which just Bling. I've written down is like sort of mum when mum says we have brink at home. <laughs> <laughs> 
And actually, this movie is a lot like we have Brink at we home. We have Brink at home. Because he is he rollerblades as well. He is, a, he is a rollerblading and he has that kind of floppy fringe and stuff. Yeah. So um, Alex is very, yeah. uh, he's confused about this. The um, the jocks all like him. He goes into the bathroom and he starts giving himself a pep talk in the mirror. Uh, he's like, Fiona's your girlfriend. The jocks like you. How could the disappearance of one little kid change everything in your life? And then behind him, a stall opens and another student comes out, apparently having heard this confession of child murder. <laughs> I think it's absolutely amazing how Alex is portaled into this good life and like within 12 hours completely tanks it. Because <laughs> just, just like, the first thing he does is like blunder into a toilet and like... Confess to child murder. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's wondering how the disappearance of, of Stevie could have changed his life so much. It's a good question. You might also be asking it of the plot and the <laughs> film doesn't really get into it, but whatever. So he goes to class. He doesn't know where his seat is in class, but it turns yeah. out it's next to uh, Fiona. Now, he has to get to his seat. Mm. This is biz- This is bizarre. Yeah. So, so Alex has to get to his seat. He has to move across the classroom. So, so... So, so he sort of, as if by instinct, like with a kind of like Spider-Man catching a punch. Yeah. He he cartwheels along two desks, turns it into a backflip, and and lands in his seat. I think that's a yeah. It's a good analogy. It's like if Peter Parker didn't know he had spider powers, and then you like threw a trash can lid at him. Yes. It's yeah. like how he would instinctually react to that. That's how he gets into his chair. Yeah. But but it's bizarre because at no point in the rest of the film is Alex going to demonstrate superhuman strength or agility. <laughs> strength and agility. <laughs> They're just like, oh no, nothing funny or interesting's happened. Quick. Quick. Could he, he does could, a cool flip. Could he do a flip? <laughs> uh, he gets a B plus on his assignment and it's implied that the teacher juiced the grade because of his good sportsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we get a bit of a bit of sport. Um, uh, he doesn't know what position he plays. Gary informs him that he's the quarterback. Um, he's nervous because obviously he has no uh, athletic ability. So he he ends up getting hit in the first in the first game, which but doesn't make sense because as no. we've established, he has reflexive new yeah. universe Spider Man agility. So, right, he can backflip like at will but can't get out of the way of a football player yeah um his dad comes over and gives him a pep talk he's like come on you went to football camp five years in a row you remember you beat that big kid and alex is like of course because we can afford that and yeah which is an odd thing for him to say uh another clear sign that his son is in some kind (laughs) having some sort of breakdown but never mind he doesn't seem yeah dad doesn't seem to notice this pep talk gives him the sort of um the uh the, the renewed the confidence. Will, to, the will to win. And then yeah. sort of music starts playing. It's like a ripoff of uh, the Vines. And oh, then yeah, suddenly yeah. he's like super good at football. Yeah, he goes out there. and He's like, he's absolutely killing it on the field. Everyone's happy. The parents embrace. Alex is hoisted atop the team's shoulders. Uh, and there is a sort of cool, funky camera transition to a big party, a big house party at Alex's house that he's throwing because he is the king of the jocks now. Yeah. 
Uh, there's pizza and punch. Everyone's loving it. Some girls are reading a copy of Women's Quarterly magazine and cooing over a profile of hot new star Terence Russell McCormick, who's on the cover wearing a suit and a bright orange silk cravat. Every photo of Terence Russell McCormick in this movie is amazing. I like, can't remember it, but when you describe it, it sounds like he's dressed like Austin Powers. Yeah, it basically is. Um, so, yeah, yeah so... Um, Alex is, you know, he's kind of, he's moving around the party, is circulating. He asks Fiona, the cheerleader, who, remember, is his girlfriend in this reality, if she wants to go rollerblading. Uh, and Fiona says that freaks go rollerblading. Another instance yep. of Alex immediately tanking his cool new life. Um, <laughs> next, uh, he finds that his friend James, in this universe, is the pizza delivery boy. Yeah. And has arrived to deliver pizza to the party, dressed as a chicken, yeah, uh, for work, not just for fun. <laughs> just for it's fun. like the work outfit is like a big novelty chicken suit. Yeah, um, and then one of the other jocks, uh, the one who plays the adult Ben Hanscom in the It movie, um, oh, says he says, show. "Hey, it's it's your honor, um, Alex, for being the the MVP. You get to uh, slam a pizza on his head." So there, all the jocks uh, are like cheering for Alex to uh, slam a hot and ready right onto James's dome. Chicken box, chicken box. Why does nobody in this film want pizza? <laughs> it's just like, how much money are you spending on head pizza? Are they on Atkins? Was that like this time? Was that like... <laughs> no, wait, um, no, you would eat... Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you'd eat the uh, yeah, the, but the, Alex won't do it. He won't yeah. slam a pizza on his former best friend. So Gary does it in his stead, and oh. James flees with hot shame burning his cheeks. Yeah. So and that, as he flees, the gate works. That's another sign that their house is good now. Yeah, they've got a Dodge Viper and a functioning gate. <laughs> Living high on the hog. <laughs> so. So well, um, Alex, Alex tries to catch James as he runs off, but he can't yeah. catch him. And you get the sense that maybe he's not totally happy with who he's become. This episode of Mom Can't Cook is sponsored by ZocDoc. Andy, have you ever had a yes. medical problem and you're like, I'm going to put this in my WhatsApp group? Gonna get this in the gonna get this in the old family. Yeah, WhatsApp. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a take a pic, um, picture of this rash, slap it in, slap it in WhatsApp, yep. and then that's in everyone's camera roll now. Yeah, exactly. What does everyone think of this? Well, don't yeah. do that, Andy. Don't do that. Don't do that because they you're could, not. I mean, you're not going to get quality medical advice in your group chat, are you? No, and also they're going to react to it with emojis. Yes, which is a thing you can do that. now. Probably the sort of yeah. crying face emoji. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a rash the, emoji. Yeah, or the eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so it's bad. Yeah, um, you're you're not like you're not going to find the good medical advice in your group chat, but you can no. find good medical advice from a doctor on ZocDoc. It's a sort of search That's engine right. app um, that our US listeners might find very useful for finding a medical professional. Yeah, thousands of medical professionals are on ZocDoc and they're there to help you. They listen like a friend and give you the expert care you need and don't respond to anything with emojis <laughs> or, or laughter. <laughs> Uh, ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. That's right. Surprise twists might work for podcasts and occasionally decoms, but they don't work for medical care. And with ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care you need. 
Yeah, so go to ZocDoc.com slash MCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash M-C-C. ZocDoc.com slash M-C-C. Seriously, though, can you have a look at this picture? I've just WhatsApped it to you. So the next day uh, at school in the library, Alex goes up to apologise to James... There are, yeah, there are posters of Stevie up in the school. It's a big poster of Terence Russell McCormick in yeah. a cap and gown that says reading is fun. <laughs> uh, he tries to apologise to James, but James says, don't even bother, super jock. But I've got a sick collection of pre-1700 coins, says Alex. <laughs> but in this universe, James doesn't care about coins. <laughs> also, James is wearing a f***ing sick X-Files t-shirt in this... James has a good X-Files t-shirt. He's a pizza delivery boy and he doesn't care about coins. James is doing really well. It's not fair to delete this universe. James is kicking ass. Um, Fiona comes up. She's furious that um, Alex was talking to Abby because she's a nerd and a freak. And how do you think it makes her look? She has an image to uphold. You are my boyfriend. I have an image to uphold. Are you like going weird or anything? Because it would be so not me having a weird boyfriend. You have to tell me right now. <laughs> you have to tell me right now if you're going yeah. weird. It's such, such a good line. Sorry, oh. Fiona, I think I'm going weird. <laughs> Fiona, I have to talk to you. I think I'm going weird. So Alex goes and sits down at lunch with Abby. Abby assumes that Alex even being in her aura is a cruel prank. Yep. Um, and so pours milk all over him. And all the jocks laugh at Alex because, again, Alex is immediately tanking his cool neutral. <laughs> I have never seen anyone tank their reputation so hard. I mean, this is like Elon Musk buying Twitter levels of like <laughs> of self ruin. He's like the coolest kid in school, and now he's like covered in milk. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's the day at school. Back at home, Alex is sat in his bedroom. He's yeah. He's, he's got... cutting Stevie's picture out of a magazine while his dog farts. Yeah, and so Dad walks in. Dad finds his son cutting pictures of this of t- of child actor Russell McCormack out of and and bear in mind this is only hours since he stood in the living room and pointed at, at the TV and declared, "That's my biological brother." <laughs> so, so like. He walks in and he tries to hide the fact that he's cutting these pictures out of the magazine. Yeah. There's not many conclusions you you could jump to from this. (laughs) And none of them are good. And then he says, oh, you seem distracted. Is there anything wrong? And Alex is just like, I'm just tired. I'll I'll see you in the morning. Mm. So So then things are looking up, folks, viewers, listeners, because the next thing that happens is a montage to Westlife. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You make me feel funny. so good yeah so choice this is uh, this is not even the greatest musical choice in this film we'll come to it oh oh my god yes yeah so a montage to westlife um what's the song by westlife so people could be just the ones Uh, like we got a little world of of what am i doing without you uh it's called what am i doing without you and i'm westlife it's, like it's World of Our Own. World of Westlife. Our Own by Westlife. Yeah. Okay, so it's a montage of Alex being happy in high school, but his regular old nerd friends don't want anything to do with him. He, <laughs> In this montage, he sees a happy boy playing with his brother. 
He's yeah. watching adverts featuring Stevie kind of wistfully. And Stevie's over- on TV dressed as a cowboy telling people to adopt brothers for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there's an awful lot in this film of like, <laughs> like brothers being happy in the background. Yeah. To, like drive home the brothers are good and you shouldn't <laughs> wish them out of existence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Alex is, you know, this this montage is starts happy but ends up kind of mournful with Alex sort of regretting deleting his brother with magic and the the lyrics you know what what am i doing without you yeah powerful and very literal exactly it is a song that was chosen based on its title yeah. with no thought Someone... for the extreme romantic subtext of the, <laughs> the lyrics yeah <laughs> you make me feel funny when you come around <laughs> Yeah, that's what I found out, honey. What am I doing without you? That's what I find out, honey, brother, when I deleted you. Brother, you you make me feel funny. Just look, the just... F- the fool. I guess I'm ready for settling down. The fooling around <laughs> is over. Just swap the word baby to brother and we've got yeah. a... <laughs> Brother, I'm done fooling around. I'm ready to settle down. <laughs> Let's do it right now. Uh, uh, so... So the montage is over, sadly. Alex is in the mall uh, and he finds Abby. She is she's kind of like behind a little booth uh, where she's collecting mm-hmm. money for charity. Yeah. Um, Larry is now in a wheelchair. Um, why he is he not? Why is he, he in was a wheelchair? Not saved, he was not saved by Stevie. Yes. And so he broke his leg. In this universe. He's, in this yeah. universe everything happened the same. He stepped on the French fry. But there was no Stevie to sort of like be near him when that happened. Yep. The coin has a sense of irony. Once has wounded its former master. (laughs) Again, Larry. Give me away, will you? Larry probably wouldn't have handed over the four figure coin if he knew (laughs) that the only result for him would be breaking his legs. Skeletal ruin. So Alex says to Abby... Uh, oh, you skate because she's got some uh, roller, roll, roller blades there. Do you maybe want to go skating sometime? I know a great place in the park. <laughs> Did you lose a bet or something? <laughs> what, what kind of guy do you think I am? You really want to know? Yeah. I think you're the kind of major pop star jock who has to have the major pop star cheerleader girlfriend, even though she's meaner than a snake. And you think that the whole solar system revolves around you. And... And you're not even embarrassed that teachers give you better grades just because you can throw a long bomb, even though you don't know how to spell it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that pretty much covers it, I guess. So why are you even talking to me? I don't know. Touchdown, catches the dead cow. It's, it's, it's a pretty savage roasting. But then up come the, the jocks. Uh, they toss Alex a hamburger and then they all start punching their hamburgers and going do, 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 Alex reluctantly joins in and, and leaves maybe with them. It, maybe it's an American thing. Let me know, viewers, if when you, when you were in American viewers, high school, you shouted if, dude and, and rhythmically punched a hamburger. Were any of you on any of the varsity sports teams? If you were, did you ever have a ritual similar to punching a hamburger and going do 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 do? Let us know. Dude, yeah, right in. So anyway, burgers are ruined. Um, so Alex is Alex is back home now. He can't sleep. His dog is snoring. The dog is snoring, farting. The dog has eaten his shoes. The dog is a curse. The the coin is magicked up an evil dog. 
The just wish- because the dog, look, just because the dog is ba- a bad dog, it doesn't mean that Stevie was right to get a turkey as a pet. No. It's still a bad thing. They were both bad choices. Stevie was right. And this isn't indicative of any kind of like, oh, I wish I hadn't killed my brother. No, the S&M turkey was the good pet after all. <laughs> the S&M turkey was not a good pet. <laughs> They were both poor choices. But that's where Alex is now. The wish that he uttered is, is turned to ashes in his mouth. Um, it's the next morning. He comes downstairs and, oh no, the parents, mum and dad are leaving for work in their fast car and they don't have any time to make him special pancakes. It's Saturday. Dad, aren't you going to make funny pancakes? Wow, I forgot all about those. Gee, Alex, I've made funny pancakes since you were about five. There's uh, pop-up waffles in the freezer. You'll love those. <laughs> He's like, how can I live in this hellscape <laughs> when my father won't make me funny pancakes? Yeah. Alex is like 16. <laughs> yeah. So he wants funny pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> and dad is like, oh, funny pancakes. I haven't made I, them in a while. Why don't I you want to th- have a waffle? <laughs> I want to point out that at no point in the movie is it explained what funny pancakes are. <laughs> I mean, they just look, refer to funny pancakes. It, look, I mean... I'll tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like pancakes laced with weed or possibly edible <laughs> edibles, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. Can we have funny pancakes for breakfast and see all the colours of the bow? <laughs> hey, Dad, it's 4.20. Time to cook up a batch <laughs> of funny pancakes. Dad, I want to blaze it. I mean, the stove and cook up some funny pancakes. Mm. So I've just got a note here that the parents seem so happy. You know... They they just are happy. Uh, yeah, you know they're not making pancakes. They're making well, they're they're making money and love to each yeah. other and having a nice time. They, they go everywhere together. They're like genuinely yeah. happy in each other's company. Yeah. Um, they love their son. They yep. support him. They're coming to his big athletic awards tonight. Oh yeah, um, that's right. So so at this point, the parents reveal. Of course, Alex didn't know this because he's only just arrived in this universe. He's but, quantum leaped into this universe. Yeah, but tonight is a prize giving for Alex. He's going to receive something that is called. The Male Athletic Award. <laughs> yeah. A, ca- a council of elders has looked at all of the athletic males. <laughs> it's like physical 100. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Alex's, Alex's is the last, uh, you know, papier-mâché papier torso. <laughs> this is the last left, plaster torso, torso left, left the... standing. Yeah. yeah. So mom asks Alex if he would do her a favour and take down some old toys from the attic that are going to the charity shop. Yeah. Um, so he's in his room uh, watching the same mummy movie as before, uh, reading a magazine about Stevie and has made a small Stevie voodoo doll, which stands at his bedside. <laughs> Again, uh, goes, not a red flag, apparently, for the parents. <laughs> the parents are like, this is fine. Uh, he goes into the bad home gym and finds the box that his mum was talking about. It has all of his old favourite stuff that Stevie used to love. Um, and then he trips on a shoe left by the bad dog and falls down the stairs. And that's the whole scene. <laughs> Yeah, he just falls down the stairs. It doesn't have any, like, no plot consequence. It's like it, the backflips. It's like the writer's lost confidence and they're like, oh, we need... We, someone needs to, like, flip around or fall over or, like, someone's body needs to move around fast. In, and excitingly. Um, so we cut to the Athletic Boy Awards. Um, <laughs> the Male Athletic Award. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Uh, uh, Alex is sat in a throne and being given a special award. Yeah. Go, dude, shout the jocks. Uh, the parents are proud. Fiona's happy. 
Abby is reading a book about UFOs. For, Alex for, looks to the crowd and sees a boy hand his trophy to his adoring brother. Yeah, because brothers. It's are like good. you know that that Simpsons where it's like, oh, good sticking together is what good waffles do. Yes, yeah, yes every yes, scene yes. in this movie is that. Yeah. Um, did you notice that? I, firstly, I don't know why Abby has given up her evening to come to the male athletic award. <laughs> it's exactly something she would. It must be mandatory. There's no way she would be there yeah. otherwise. Uh, did you notice brilliantly? She's reading a book called ufos and ufos has an apostrophe after the o's Um, (laughs) ufo ufo is what ufo is what you damn it ufo ufo is real (laughs) you you at the book is ufo's real (laughs) and it's a contraction of ufo 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 ufo's 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 real ufo is it yeah yeah ufo ufo is real so alex shouts the word stevie uh, and then he's stood at the mic receiving his award and he gives a sort of baffling speech that if you were his parents who'd seen his behaviour over the, over the past day yeah. would be the final, sort of final straw for you to take him and get him the help he so clearly needs. Yeah, right. I'm not really the Alex Lansing that you see up here. The real Alex Lansing lives in a whole different dimension or something. He's got a little brother named Stevie who he blamed for things that weren't really his fault at all and... I made him disappear. Poof. Wouldn't it be weird if things like that could really happen? Of course they can't. It's it's bizarre. Like he, he confesses in his speech that he's from a different timeline, and yeah. then just at the end of this absolutely hat stand speech, says, "Wouldn't it be weird if things like that could really happen?" And he's like laughing through tears. <laughs> Uh, he's like i had a little brother called stevie and i made him disappear (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't it be strange if things like that could really alex it sounds like you killed a boy (laughs) yeah but it was in another dimension it's not a crime if it's in another dimension (laughs) what if it was a clone (laughs) that's not a crime it's not a crime you can't kill a clone of course yeah everyone sort of visibly relaxes when he says that um it didn't happen I mean, yeah, uh, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, and then he says, try to appreciate what you've got because one day it might not be there and you're really going to miss him. I mean it. That's all. <laughs> Speech over. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, man. Wow, that is Great. one athletic male. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Alex, it's a good job you're athletic because you're not one for public speaking. I just wanted to see the city's most most athletic boy. Why is he being weird? So when they get home, Alex is all upset. And the parents are like, why don't you have a pop-up waffle? Which seems to be their sort of panacea uh, like yeah. way to make him feel better. And Alex says, I don't want a pop-up waffle. He wants his life back. He wants his life back. There's got to be a way. And then in his room, he sees a, a copy of the newspaper. And the headline <laughs> reads, City to welcome Terence Russell McCormick. <laughs> is, there, is there really no bigger news? But fine. Uh, he holds up the newspaper to show his, his parents that he understands that Stevie isn't real. Um, and it is heavily implied that the dog has pissed all over this newspaper. Yeah, this is really weird. He like holds up this sort of piss-soaked newspaper and then <laughs> the parents stare at it in silence for about five seconds. And then Alex stares at them in silence for five more seconds. And then the scene abruptly... <laughs> and then the and then scene goes away. Print um, it. <laughs> so... Engines running. <laughs> All right, the film's nearly done. We just need to film the scene that will make sense of the newspaper piss bit. 
We, so we, that's not coming but we cut to the, the the tv station alex is lurking in the bins by the stage entrance hoping to kidnap terence so yeah this is the tv studio where terence aka stevie is filming in this alleyway where alex is sort of lurking around the bins lurking in the bin like literally in a bin is and it, then a man yeah. dumps a little garbage on it yeah a man walks up and like like the man would see the boy in the bin but he yeah. just sort of empties a load of trash into the he's bin He's not anyway. paid to look at boys. He's just paid to dump trash. I'm just, I'm just paid to take out the trash. I don't care if there's a boy yeah. in the dumpster or what. I don't so, care how athletic this boy is. <laughs> and then the next thing that happens is James, his friend in full chicken regalia, uh, mm-hmm. crashes into him on a bicycle. Uh, he's delivering food to the, to the studio lot. And the food he's gets... delivering some chicken specifically to Terence. The chicken, however, is spilled all over the, the floor of the alleyway. Yeah. And Alex says the sentence... James, I seriously have to deliver that chicken, okay? It's personal. Well, I gotta get the money. This is my job. <laughs> so, and, and James is like, I don't know. This seems like you seem so weird. Seems... Am I going to be an accessory to a crime if you take that chicken in? There's a, hun- a, a flash of light from a hunting knife inside his jacket. He's like, you know what? I don't want to get involved. But So Alex gives him money for the chicken and then takes the uniform. Yeah. Um, and he walks in, clutching the floor chicken. Uh, the production staff are all sort of talking as he walks past them. It sounds like um, Terence Russell McCormick is a real Hollywood phony. It's implied by this bit of sort of chatter that Terence leads a sad life yeah. um, that, that is lacking, uh, you know, normality and a big brother. Anchor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The anchor of a big brother. Alex overhears Terence Russell McCormick on the other side of a door talking. He says, it's my brother's fault. It was all fine until he altered my whole reality. Upon hearing this, Alex bursts in to discover that Stevie is actually reading from a script. Okay, so the script... So from this we are to infer that the show Where's Stevie... Where's Stevie? Yeah. Features a br- Stevie's brother altering reality to create the situation... To create the sort of situation that the comedy takes place in? It's such a baffling detail that, like, not enough of it is explained... For you to sort of like, okay, I can stop thinking about that. Yeah. No, 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 I can't stop thinking about many things I know. in this film. Why is the show called Where's Stevie? And why is it about his brother altering his reality? The, the coin. That's the premise of this film. The only answer is that the coin has a sick sense of irony and humour or something. It's like the coin is like, but I, I don't simply do your wish. I sarcastically twist reality. So have Stevie die in a car crash. It's simple. <laughs> you cowardly coin. Kill Stevie, you cowardly coin. Oh, God. Oh, uh, man. I can't believe there are two decoms about a magic coin. Anyway. <laughs> fine. So, um, so he gets, Stevie, yeah, he, gives, he, looks, he looks at the chicken and he says, this chicken is dirty. Which it and is. And throws it in the bin. Because the chicken is dirty. It's been on the floor. Uh, he correctly yeah. complains about this. Um, Don't you know me? Asks Alex. Of course, says Stevie. You're the chicken guy now. F*** off. <laughs> What's so great about this? And also, like, for just for the listener, you, won't, you may not have seen the film. You just need to know that Stevie's TV celeb alternate reality lifestyle is implied by the following. A backwards Kangol hat. <laughs> and a gold chain. <laughs> Like, whoa. Here's a picture. Maybe maybe for the rank and file, a Kangol hat the right way on is acceptable. 
but not for Stevie. Not for, not for me. I'm so like, appreciates the finer thing. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to, they get to talking, and Alex, who remember in this universe doesn't know Stevie, is like, "Hey, you can come to my house." I really feel like this kid should be better supervised. Well, yeah, he should be. He should be better supervised, provably, because the next thing the, that happens the, is that the, the security guards. The security yeah. guard is like, "Okay, I'm going to let you through with your chicken." Uh, Terence Russell McCormick is in this room. The chicken man then lets himself into the room and s- between like five and eight minutes <laughs> Yeah, the security guard's like, well, he's dead. <laughs> no, to that chicken. <laughs> the chicken man, I think the security guard probably got distracted, realised that like two or three minutes had passed and thought, well, he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's dead he's, now. He's dead in there. I think the best thing I can do in my situation... When I open that door, my life is going to change. <laughs> yeah, so I think the it best re- thing I can do is stand here and like... Just... Savour these last few moments. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to stand here and just hope that maybe like... If I wait another 15 minutes, the security guard shift will change and then it's on Exactly. Trevor. Then it's David's problem. They probably yeah. won't even be able to date the murder specifically like within a time window they... that will... They, the time windows aren't that accurate. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, at some point between this hour and this hour, the chicken man. The chicken man. The famed, famed cryptid, the chicken man got in. The chicken man got in through the vents, like tombs from X-Files. With chicken grease, he slid through the vents and pecked Stevie to death. <laughs> Door is distressed with beak. his talons. Oh, these are beak wounds, all right. <laughs> See these defensive talon wounds on the forearm. Yeah. So anyway, so the security guy for sure is just sort of stood outside thinking about how his life's going to change when yeah. he opens that door. Meanwhile, inside, Alex um, basically starts ranting to Stevie about how <laughs> they're related. He gives a, st- a, st- a speech about how Stevie used to be his brother and how he used to drive him crazy. And then he starts talking about the games they used to play with their mouths. You know, you had a lot more fun when you were my brother. When did I play your brother? In real life, I was teaching you how to throw a spiral. You're basically driving me crazy. I had to kick you out of my room a lot. But we played games, you know, like slime wars, seafood. It's where you open up your mouth and show everybody what you ate. Security! Wait! Security! There's a lunatic in here who thinks I'm his brother! Justifiably... Terence Russell McCormick starts screaming for security. And Alex is kicked out. Which is sad, but don't worry, because it kickstarts the best part of this movie, which is a sad montage of Alex walking around Auckland <laughs> while, yeah. while Vanessa Carlton starts playing. <laughs> Make him away downtown Another song that was absolutely chosen for its popularity at the time and not for the content of it, not for its lyrical content. It's romantic lyrical content. So it's like, so, okay, so to paint a picture, like just in that, just start playing like, making my way, you know, you've got it like, you've got it playing in your head. Vanessa Carlton's playing. Alex is walking around town. He's looking sad in slow motion. And um, like him basically sort of moping around the city is intercut with old VHS clips of baby Alex and Stevie. Um, It's absolute poetry. Vanessa Carlton's doing her thing. Alex would walk a thousand miles if he could just see Stevie. If he could just hold Stevie tonight. (laughs) Hold him in his arms tonight. (laughs) 
Abby is included in the montage too, and James. Yeah. Um, all that he's lost. Yeah. Included in this montage. And just before this kicks off, um, the security guard tells Alex that he wouldn't wish Terence Russell McCormick's life on a dog. <laughs> just so we know that it's bad. It's bad times for him as well. That, that's weird, though, isn't it? Because like this decom has this sort of attitude and this running theme that like it's bad to be a child star and it's exploitative of the studio and the people who are like rinsing this child star for all of their talent and cuteness and monetizing it but this is happening on the disney channel on the disney channel (laughs) where like every like every principal youth cast in all of these decoms is in exactly the situation that the fictional... Um, I think they they all turned out all right. Let me just go on the Lawrence Brothers... No, no, uh, no. ...Instagram. Oh, my God! I think... Oh, my God, you're right! I think it turned out fine for all of these DCOM actors. I think they were given all of the aftercare and and, and protection that they deserved from a corporation sure. as, as large as Disney. Yeah. The way that this montage finishes, um, Vanessa Carlton is, is going nuts. Yeah. Um, the soft focus uh, montage is happening. The, he's walking slowly and the crowds are rushing fast around him. And then Alex sees a man load a turkey and a bondage harness into a truck. And then he, he says, gobble, gobble. Um, it seems significant, but then the sort of the truck just drives off and the scene ends. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Scene end. So that's, so that's the end of that scene. Then Stevie's limo drives past and... Yeah. In a slight sort of departure from logic, Terence Russell McCormack, a.k.a. Stevie, sees yeah. out of the window the boy that he had escorted from the premises yeah. for acting weird. and sort The person he had kicked out of his dressing room for trying to assault him. Yeah, and, and it's basically like, hey, stop the car. <laughs> hey! Steve, I mean, Terence, what's going on? Nothing. I'm done for the day. I'm going back to the hotel. How come you're talking to me? Didn't you just kick me out of your dressing room? Forget about it. Where are you going? No place. Oh, that sounds way better. Hey, Ron, I'm going to walk with my friend for a while. I'll call you later to pick me up. I'm supposed to take you to the hotel. So I want to hang out with my friend. I don't know, Terrence. You want me to start screaming? No. Okay, okay. How about I walk and you follow? All right. But stay where I can see you. Yeah, and the driver's like, well, I don't know. Seems like I'll lose my job and you'll lose your life. But <laughs> but the driver like compromises on slowly driving after him. And yeah. he's probably going to wish that he didn't because almost immediately Alex gives a signal and the two of them run for it. Um, yeah, Alex has a plan for kidnapping Terence Russell McCormick. Yeah. He asks him if he knows left from right. Um, Terence Russell McCormick says he knows camera left and camera right, which are the exact opposite. Yeah. Um, Alex doesn't correct him. And then they run off in opposite directions. <laughs> but yeah, and then they go the right the same way. And Alex has functionally kidnapped Terence Russell McCormick. Do bear in mind as well that in this reality, somewhere, like, a, re- a real a real mother and father are frantic. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know? Um, yeah. It's so one of um, Terence Russell McCormick's too. wishes um, on his afternoon of being a normal boy is to get in one of those little riding things that... Um, much younger children enjoy. Yeah, like one of like one of those like, like spaceship, plastic spaceships. spaceships spaceship. go, yeah, back and forth when you put but a coin in it. Yeah. As he puts a quarter in the machine, seeing the coin causes Alex to realize something, um, and that's that Crazy Leonard or what's his name, Larry, Crazy Larry, Larry's rocking coin wheel. Well, Larry from Larry's rocking coin. Crazy Larry's rocking coin. 
He never gave Stevie the coin in this reality, of so course. he must still have it at his store. Of course. Uh, in to this the universe, the coin is with Larry. So they have to run to the dope-ass 90s mall. Unsurprisingly, when they get to the mall, they find out that in this universe, Larry is out of business and his shop is closed down. <laughs> because he's giving away 1,200-pound coins. To ch- also, remember that children. in this universe... Alex hasn't been into coins in a while, and James isn't into coins at all. So, what we have to assume are his only two customers are, <laughs> are, are, are like are no longer like showing up to buy sweet romans. Yeah. So, but then uh, he he looks. He's like, "What do I do now?" And he looks at the cinema opposite, and he sees a man in a disaster of a waistcoat tearing tickets. Um, tickets, he says, raffle tickets. Abby sold him a raffle ticket. It's like you know how um, in the '60s Batman series, how he would solve a riddle from the riddler yes it'd be like um tighten your belt cave crusader it'd be like tighten tighten uh the belts the rings of saturn <laughs> of course <laughs> yes yes to, yeah. to saturn robin and then they climb in the bat spaceship and fly off yeah it's that sort of logic like to saturn to the riddler's saturn yeah. base <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly so now now they have to <laughs> sorry I just read the note I have next which is on. um that they're at abby's house he explains he's from a parallel universe Abby doesn't believe him, and then he reels off a list of things that only a true friend could know, including, for some reason, a list of her fears. <laughs> You're afraid of parrots, clowns, and falling space junk. Did you bribe Megan? No, you told me those things, Abs. Look, you're the only one that can help me. Clowns and falling space junk. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the, the, the theory that Tesla will return. <laughs> will return with power with beams. power beams. Um, but the reason oh. he, I, it, it wasn't clear to me why her selling raffle tickets is anything to do with anything. But it's because when Larry bought the tickets, he will have written down his address. Yes. Um, yeah. In case he won. Yeah. So, so they go. Th- yeah. They're going through all the stubs. Um, we discover that Larry's name is Larry Pendragon. <laughs> yeah. Which sort of hints at a rich backstory that's never explored. Also, like, and we get another. We get another. There's not enough Abby in this film because yeah. while they're searching through all the raffle tickets, Abby's talking about people who fo- often fall through wormholes. She talks about there's a Civil War soldier who showed up in modern times, and then she says, "You know, people who have supernatural experiences are often treated like outcasts. In some countries, what's my favorite snack? Mustard and sugar sandwiches. Ew. Right." In some countries, people's eyeballs are gouged out and eaten because, you know, they've seen too much. Cool. Yeah, and then everybody worships them because they're like magic blind people. And then the, fi- the, f- the film sort of is like, just take all that in. Just take all that in, just give you a second and, to absorb that. And, and now we'll move on. And breeze past. Um, <laughs> the note that I have here, everybody, everybody worships them because they're magic blind people. Um, the <laughs> note I have written down here is that this sounds wild. This sounds like the Tesla space beams thing. However... Yeah. We have changed reality. Is it possible oh. that in a sort of butterfly wing situation, the absence Stevie of, not being around, the absence of Stevie has created a nation where people's eyeballs are gouged out because they've quote seen too much. But then they then start to worship the person because they're magic blind people. So what you're saying is, it's like a planet where no one has any eyes. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> However, they do find the ticket stub. So, yeah. um, with Larry's so we've address. got Larry Pendragon yeah. and his his address. Larry um, Pendragon. <laughs> yeah. 
They disguise Terence Russell McCormick. <laughs> Why um, wouldn't you call him it in like a hat with ear flaps? Pendragon's Pendragon's Coin Emporium. That's a good name. I mean, yeah, that sounds like the sort of place where you could get a decorative flag in with swords on it. Yeah, Pendragon Coins. Pendragon yeah. Antiques. I mean, Larry's rocking Coin World though. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sick. Yes, fair enough. It's 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 one of the cool coin shops. That's why. Yeah. So they go to Larry's house, but yeah, the door is ajar. It really feels like they're going to walk in on his corpse. <laughs> um, but actually, it's just full of paint cans. It turns out he moved because the stairs were too much. He's moved to Sunnyve- Sunnyville Retirement Manor. Now, I I mean, Larry looks to be in his sort of mid-50s to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's had his legs shattered. And he, he, oh, that's we're true. told that he can't handle the stairs anymore in this, in his building. Mm. So he's had to, ret- he's had to, to move re- to a retirement home. Move to, like, <laughs> assisted living. <laughs> Also, I don't get the point of this scene because they're like, aha, we have the address. Now we can go to Larry's house. They go there, but Larry has moved. And then they're like, oh no, Larry has moved. And then a neighbour pops up one second later and says, here is his new address. It's like, I guess it fills three minutes, but like... Yeah, (laughs) three minutes is a lot of time when you're trying to make a deal. That's true, yeah. Yeah, like three minutes means one more ad break, which means more ad revenue for Eisner. Exactly. Anything to fill the schedule. Um, so, yeah. you know, but functionally, this scene serves nothing. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So now they're getting the trolley to the assisted living where Larry ekes out a meagre existence. On the trolley yeah. there, they're taking the, the tram because remember, they're in Auckland. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Alex and Abby do some flirting uh they share a sweet moment yeah um she asks if fiona was his girlfriend in his other life yeah and he says no the closest thing i had to a girlfriend was was you abby um the note that i've got about this tram scene is that while alex and abby are flirting presumably police helicopters swarm overhead because stevie is <laughs> searching for the kidnap stevie <laughs> so anyway they get to the they get to the like the retirement home uh the retirement home for some reason, is visually coded like a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and and when they enter it, there is a dreamlike scene because they sort of walk in and no one's there. Again, a real sort of Twin Peaks like yeah, odd dream sequence of this like deserted manor house. The door creaks open like Every, there's no one there. The entire place is deserted, and then they push open a door. And there are like 10 extremely elderly people all playing the accordion in unison. (laughs) And this is all shot with like a fisheye lens. So like picture that and it's like close ups on everyone's face. (laughs) Like that. So it turns out that this is simply accordion night at the old folks home. Um, and they meet up with Larry uh, and get Larry out of there. And Larry's, Larry says, thanks, guys. I never could stand the accordion myself. <laughs> Larry, who's put him Who's put him in this home? <laughs> Larry, what is your life now? <laughs> well, he, he's like a prisoner <laughs> in this old people's home. <laughs> you, you could live in a bungalow, Larry. Yeah. No, no, no. I'd better go to a retirement community and have to play the accordion all day. And it's retirement will. <laughs> So, also in this universe, because as if just to give Larry a real kicking, um, Larry has had to sell most of his collection, presumably to afford the assisted living fees and a brand new accordion. <laughs> um, so he's sold most of his collections, but he actually doesn't have the magic 
coin anymore. Yeah, they're going um, they're going through his remaining coin yeah. stock. Um, they know it had an owl on it. He says it's probably a Greek tetra, uh, tetradrach. Yeah. Terence Russell McCormick has found a plastic pineapple. We get a shot of that. That's nice. So that's um, that's also in the film. And then Larry, Larry <laughs> reveals that he sold the coin in the lot to a collector just before he closed. Yeah. There's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that can be done. So um, they give up and walk sadly home. And you're sort of expecting at this point, like, probably there's going to be a bit where they sort of rally a little and are like, no, we can't give up. Yeah. But they genuinely have given up. Yeah. So they walk sadly home and decide that basically, you know, that's it. The thing that I was thinking at this point in the film is there an argument to say now that they have established a brother-like relationship? Because at this point, through their wacky escapades, yeah. Alex and Stevie have become closer even than they were in their own timeline. Yeah. Sh- should Alex maybe stay in this universe? Because, like... Everything else is better. Everything and- else is better. And Stevie is not his biological brother. But, like, what does they that matter? share ma- that bond. What does that matter? Yeah. Also, in this world, he's now best friends with, like, a super famo. So and Terrence Russell McCormick has loads of money, yeah. probably. Yeah, as if Alex didn't have enough money and pinball machines and drum kits and yeah. stuff. The problem the problem is he has now been arrested for kidnapping. Of course, him, yes. Is... The, problem is, the problem is the consequences of his criminal actions. Yeah, uh, yeah so the police, um, at this point, arrest Alex. Uh, and we sort of cut to a police station stevie's pr people decide that they don't want to press charges they kind of want this to quietly go away um probably yep. because they don't want anyone to realize that they just how let, easy it, how easy it is to kidnap Terrence they just Russell let someone McCormick. wander off with with their charge um yeah. stevie takes a call uh from his mom um who we never see uh in, yeah, like he calls it, her penelope yeah his, his universe his 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 this universe mom um he sort of sadly says we get one half the conversation he he's very sad and he says congratulations do i have to call him dad because as we all know yeah. in a decom there's nothing more awful than divorce than your parents getting remarried your par- yeah. oh, remarrying parents finding happiness with someone else is, honestly yeah. alex has parents who have careers stevie has parents who have divorce <sighs> despicable what could be worse we, there must Nothing. there must be some magic that could be there must be there, a magic coin that can undo be, all of this if only there was a little bit of pixie dust disney magic that could make these shattered <laughs> families whole again <laughs> so um so yeah the tv uh so yeah so alex is back home now he's watching uh, tv shows which are all about how great brothers are yeah he's like flicking through the channels it's so good he's on, he's on like the brother network watching <laughs> yeah. all the good brother shows he's flipping through the channels and it's like van gogh his brother and then he flips to a nature documentary about polar bears and it's like these siblings have to work together to survive and that sort of thing yeah. it seems like everything is bad but then knock knock dad comes in dad's got a present i was gonna save this for your birthday but you look like you could use a lift right about now I got these at a closeout sale. They're all ancients. Thanks. Sure. Well, see ya. Now, at this point, every single member of the audience has realized, yeah. oh, dad has bought the magic coins. Dad yeah, was the he- buyer of the magic coins. He's like, I bought these at the closing down sta- sale of a coin shop. <laughs> And Alex is like, big, big deal, whatever. Big deal. Wonder what, what what does that mean to me, Alex? Yeah, whatever, Nothing. Dad. I've just whatever, yeah. Dad. I've just had a Dad. I appreciate your gift, 
but I've actually just had my dreams dashed because I couldn't locate the missing coins <laughs> from a closeout sale of the only coin shop in town. And now you're so right all now, up I'm in my face, Dad, right now. yakking non-stop about your closeout sale coins <laughs> that you've just Getting put all up in, in my, my lap. face with your collection of rare Romans. <laughs> well, I'm not interested in those. I don't want to hear I about happen to be looking for some rare Romans. <laughs> so Alex, the world's stupidest boy, is like, thanks for nothing, Dad. And then when Dad is gone, he angrily flings the coins across the room. <laughs> he does do that, yeah. Um... So anyway, sorry, Dad, that was a thoughtful gift. But guess what? It's going to get you deleted because in amongst those coins was indeed the magic coin. So, sorry, successful, happy Dad. You're getting deleted. Delete. He sees one is the coin that he needs. Yeah. Um, and then he knocks it onto the floor and it nearly drops down a, a vent. Yeah. And th- this is, I think, the most pathetic attempt at creating dramatic tension in a scene I've ever seen. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Tell it. So t- describe they- the scene. Okay, he knocks the coins onto the floor and there's a sort of crash sound. And uh, he sees the coin and he goes over and he, he picks it up without like knocking it down the vent. And his parents have heard the crashing and then they start to... Like hammer like, on the door. Really overreact. Like they think he's died Alex, or something. Alex, what's going on? They're like, on Alex? There? And he's like, I'm fine. I'll be out in a minute. And then they're like, uh, uh, no, call no, the police. No, get call in. an ambulance. Let's and get in like there and, and stop him doing... Let's take out of his hands whatever is in them. Whatever's in his hands. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, I've got to make the wish now before they get into the room. Yeah. And you're like... There's no rush. W- why? There's no rush. Why though? He also because- He also thinks like... Oh, I have to phrase this perfectly. So he's like racking his brains because he has to. He's only got one chance. He has to get. And they're like, "Open up in there! Open up! Alex! 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 Open the door! What's in your hand? Is it a coin? Is it one of the coins I just gave you? Is it a wishing coin? (laughs) (laughs) Are you about to delete us, Alex, (laughs) with a wishing coin? And then, like, just before the door bursts open, and his parents. I guess wrestle him to the ground yeah. and, and wrestle a, wrestle a coin out of his the wishing hand. coin out of his hands. He says, "I wish I never made the first wish." Yep. And he wakes up, whoosh, back in his old life. Yeah, his hair is back to being long and yep. shaggy. His room is as it was before. Stevie is back in his room. Yep. All Alex's possessions are in Stevie's room, but he's delighted by this now. Uh, the bondage turkey is out in the garden. He's back. Um, a, a sort yep. of cheerful song is playing. Andy, did you Google the song that's playing here? Uh, no, I did not. The song that's playing here is You Wish by Lelaine, a.k.a. Abby. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. This song is performed um, by Abby. So there you go. So he runs outside. It's raining. He's delighted. I guess there was no rain in the other dimension. Um, <laughs> it's like he runs up to Stevie. Water. He's like, Stevie. And Stevie's like, I'm sorry I crashed your bike. Uh, one of the three things he was expressly told not to Can't touch. He has crashed and ruined uh, Alex's bike. But Alex is delighted about it. Abby and James comes up. He hugs them. Uh, everyone's baffled. And then he asks Abby if they want to go skating. Just the two of us. Like, not right now, though, because it's pissing it down, presumably. Yeah, I mean, it's but, uns- um, it would be unsafe. And then guess what? Dad's made funny pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze it, baby. Come on in. <laughs> Take me to the stars, daddy-o. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, kids, who well. wants to see through time? Dad has made his funny pancakes. 
like, I, these things are strong, all right? Last time I ate one, I thought I had a magic wishing coin, and my brother had disappeared. <laughs> so just be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay. So all is peace. Uh, and then Abby and Alex are teaching Stevie how to skate. Uh, he's bad at it. He's sulking. And then he reaches into his pocket and it turns out he has the wishing coin. Somehow. They, it cuts back to Abby and Alex and then suddenly uh, Stevie flies past and he's good at skating and he does a big jump over a bench. Yeah. it's like So he used the wish to be good at skating. Yeah. Like a grown man does like a Tony Hawk's 900 or whatever on inline skates yeah. or something and lands it. And they're like, wow. So yeah, the implication is... <laughs> he used the incredible you get world one wish. power. World hunger. Save the whales. Or, you know, I'm not even sure if he wished to be good at skating. I think he just wished to do a big jump. I think he wished to do one impressive trick. <laughs> one big jump. I wish to impress it. them right now with one trick. He's going to yeah. land that trick, skate on two feet, and then his ankles are going to snap because he doesn't <laughs> know how to snap like twigs. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, and then that's it. That's the end of the film. And that's the end of that movie. Um, you wish. I think the point at which Alex dies and the rest of the film is his neurons firing <laughs> has to be the scene early on where he um, is playing football and is like sacked. Yeah. pile driven into the ground. Yep. Uh, and the rest of the yeah, big job. Absolutely. So yeah, that's it. That's the that's the accident. Um, yeah, there you go. You wish. I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was just it made a lot of really baffling choices. I've got nothing against you wish i quite enjoy it like it feels like the first half of the film is kind of coherent and then even like it's it's not even the magical wish thing it's just the fact that my memory of this film was that it was like an awful lot of it was just like walking around auckland yeah. and, it, and, <laughs> yeah, and it is a lot of it is just walking around town um while vanessa carlton plays um yeah and, amazing but, soundtrack yeah but you know what watching it again that was actually my favorite bit the bit where yeah. Vanessa just, you know, scoots on up on her travelling piano and, yeah. Oh, blows what I will minds. say is that the cast in this film were really good. AJ Trouth is really likeable as Alex. Very, yes. He's like really amiable and kind of personable yep. and friendly. Yep. Lelaine is really good as Abby. Yep. Uh, Tim, Tim Reed, the actor who plays Larry Pendragon, is great. All right, Andy, uh, can I yes. read you an email? Oh, I'd love to. Well, this, one's, to uh, this one comes via Paul from Philadelphia. Paul has gone above and beyond by writing us a quiz. Oh, uh, okay, this quiz nice. will test our encyclopedic knowledge, Paul writes, of decoms against your glare, against your glancing familiarity with the vast multimedia canon of Tom Clancy. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. The question okay. is: Are the following characters from decoms, or are they agents and operatives in a shady world of espionage and conspiracy, and people yelling on Ooh. submarines from the Tom Clancy verse? Okay. 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 So, number one, Sergeant Sterling. That's got to be Tom Clancy, right? <gasps> that is decom. That no, is. I uh, Sergeant Ster Sterling is the Marine whose son is taken to Hawaii and held by a retired multi-dimensional warlord in Johnny Tsunami. Oh, okay. That's the right, right. dad. So that's, yeah, his dad. His Sam's dad. dad. Sam's dad. Yeah, Sam, well dad. remembered. Okay. Um, number two, the character of Female Mummy. Well, that's got to be a, a decom, exactly. right? I don't think Tom Clancy has, <laughs> a character has mummies in it. <laughs> a spy called Female Mummy. Yeah. Here's an easy one. Sam Fisher. Yeah, that's uh, the Splinter Cell guy. That's Tom Clancy. Uh-huh. Uh, Captain First Rank Marco Alexandrovich Ramius. Yeah, that's a uh, Clancy. Uh huh. That's uh, Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October. Okay. Commander Edward Plank. Oh, that's the Xenon guy, right? Yes, well remembered. Yeah, that's the space station. Yes, yes, commander. yes. Xenon girl of the 21st century, and of course, Xenon the sequel. Of course. Skunk. Oh, that sounds decom. 
Good guess. It is decom. It's a hired nice. goon from the decom dad napped. Sure. Which, <laughs> I mean, sure. I believe it. Yeah. Um, bandit. Bandit. Mm. Oh, you see, that could be a kind of like cool code name in Clancy, or could it could be. be the name of a dog in yeah. a decom. Yeah. Bandit, bandit, bandit. If I don't feel like it's a person in a decom, it would be an animal. Um, but I'm going to guess Clancy. Correct. Uh, an operator in Rainbow Six Siege. Nice. Um, I, this is, I think this is the hardest one. Thunder Jam and Cyclone. Thunder Jam and Cyclone. Okay, so that's either like a, a kind of cool, like a, a cool nickname for a thunder jam. Oh no, wait! Oh, those sound like are those are those horse names? Is that from Horse Sense? It's not Horse Sense, but I'm going to give it to you that it, they are from the decom Ready to Run, which we haven't covered yet, but I can't wait to cover because it's basically a are they horses? Yeah, they are horses. Um, of course. Yeah, uh, Ready to Run is is a ring of endless light with horses instead of dolphins. Um, yes, and it's exactly so. Basically, yeah. nothing else is different. Um, and I yeah. can't, so I can't wait to do that one. Uh, okay, Lieutenant or Lieutenant, if you prefer, Tom Hillman. I reckon this is going to be a Cadet Kelly or something. Uh, you, you are right. It's DCOM. It's the Naval Officer in Tiger Cruise. Of course, of course. Of course. They have to have like pleasant, approachable names in DCOMs, yeah. and they have to be called like uh, Sergeant Murderface in Tom Clancy. Movie star, the character. That's- movie star. That sounds like a, a Rainbow Six operative or something. Yeah, that's Clancy. It's from Executive yeah. Orders. Okay. Mayor Hanberger. H-A-N. Hanberger. Oh, Han... Mayor Hanberger. Mayor Hanberger. <sighs> Mayor Hanberger. That's tough. I think... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to guess Clancy. Because it sounds decomish. Yep. Good guess. Uh, that is that is wrong. It is um, the mayor in Alley Cat Strike. Oh, okay. Yeah, can't wait All to right. do Alley Cat Strike, incidentally. Yeah, Alley Cat Strike. Uh, and finally, yes. Dr. Liz Wilson. Clancy. Paul writes, Neither, you clowns, you fools. Oh. Liz Wilson is, of course, Garfield and Odie's veterinarian and an object of John Arbuckle's affection in the Garfield universe. You fell oh, for I can't it. believe I was such a clown. You fell for it, what you clown, stupid, Andy. Stupid clown, clown that I am. What an idiot. <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for writing us this most unexpected decom or Tom Clancy quiz. <laughs> uh, Andy, you did very, very well. And don't forget, folks, you can write to the podcast by emailing momcantcookpod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for everyone, everyone for all of your messages about uh, Ring of Endless Light. It seems like that episode's gone down really well. People feel very yeah. strongly one way or the other. i got to say there are more on Team Andy <laughs> that I've seen. But um, there's a there's a Correct. there's a vocal yeah. but enthusiastic minority of dolphin yeah. likers in my corner. You and you and a couple of dolphin weirdos can <laughs> yeah. hang out and make each other friendship. Yeah, exactly. I found my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What decom are we going to do next, Andy? Uh, next, we are going to be doing the decom Hounded. Yes. It's uh, from yes. the year two thousand and one. Yes. Uh, I will read you the synopsis from Disney Plus. Yes, please. Jay is a 13-year-old competing for a scholarship with the headmaster's son, rival classmate Ronnie Van Dusen. But when the headmaster steals Jay's speech, Jay concocts a way to get it back. What? Everything goes as planned until Jay finds that the Van Dusen's show dog followed him home. Jay soon realises taking care of this dog is no walk in the park. Okay, that enorm- that that was like three sentences of synopsis before it mentioned the dog in Hounded. Yeah, it's... Yeah, okay. 
I don't remember any of that. All I remember is that this film is like non-stop slapstick of people getting owned by a dog. People getting owned by a tiny dog. Just <laughs> yeah, just like brutally, brutally owned. owned. Um, yeah. Okay, so look forward to that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Don't forget, if you want to get some Mum Can't Cook merch, you can. What's the URL, Andy? It's mumcan'tcookstore.com. Uh, check it out for all your dolphin-based airbrush 90s art needs. Yeah, That's all going on over there. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the Hounded episode, so keep it locked uh, to Mum Can't Cook. Make sure you're subscribed. Give us a five-star rating on wherever you're listening. And we will catch you next time for a Small Boy being owned by a dog. Yep. So look forward. That's one. I mean, you know, we will be describing the ownings, but you really have to see them for yourself. It's, yeah, if you're uh, going to, I'd say, you know, like these ownings are pretty, these ownings are pretty sweet and enjoyable to watch. <laughs> pretty sweet. <ownings. laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. In conclusion, let me just say, you know, the part about Tesla being the reincarnation of that guy from Atlantis who invented those power beams. Yeah. And uh, they gouge their eyes out and then they worship him because they're, you know, holy eyeless people. Where is Abby's spinoff that? for real? UFO is real. <laughs> UFO is real. <laughs> <laughs>